Legends, Folklore, and History of New England. A podcast for kids, by kids. Before we start, we want to wish a happy Hanukkah to all of our listeners who celebrate. We hope you feel the warmth of the light throughout the year. Happy Hanukkah! This week, we are going to talk about some things we discovered over the summer. So, we have a vacation condo up in North Woodstock, New Hampshire. We've been going there since we were born, and we love it up there. So, in all these years, we have never heard the stories that we will tell you today, until we were talking to some locals in a shop down the road from us. Apparently, everyone who has grown up in the area knows about this. We can't believe we have never heard about it before. We should probably tell everyone what we're talking about. Yeah, you want me to? Sure, go ahead. So apparently, in the White Mountains, just outside of town in North Woodstock, New Hampshire, is a World War II B-18 bomber. It crashed into the mountains, and unfortunately killing two men on board, and the wreckage still remains there. You can actually hike up to the spot, and the locals have collected bits and pieces of the wreckage over the years. The gentleman who told us this story has a propeller in his kitchen. Nowadays, only the larger pieces are left because they're too hard to get down the path. We actually planned on hiking up there, but we're not the most seasoned hikers, and my dad said the trail can get sketchy at some points. So we're going to end up doing it when the weather's a little bit nicer. So here's the story of what happened on January 14th, 1942. Six men set off that day as the crew of a B-18 assigned to patrol the coast of New England. During the war, German U-boats were consistently harassing and sinking merchant ships off the New England coast. Because so many B-18s were lost in the bombing of Pearl Harbor, and the remaining planes didn't have enough power or defense to go on combat missions, they were used as transport planes or to patrol the coast of U-boats. It was a cold winter day and a blizzard set in while the men were on patrol. The storm enveloped the plane and the pilot and crew lost their bearings. During a break in the cloud cover, they could see the lights of a city below. Thinking they were flying over Providence, Rhode Island, the men set a corpse for the Westover Field in Massachusetts. Unfortunately, they had not seen Providence below, but conquered New Hampshire. The storm had pushed the aircraft much further off the course than the crew realized, and the course what they said would take them toward New Hampshire's White Mountains. They dropped altitude, trying to glimpse the airfield in mass, but that only made their situation more dangerous as they headed into the mountains. When they approached the Woodstock area, it began clipping tops of trees. It was too late to make any corrections, and quickly the plane crashed in a fiery blast. A series of additional explosions as bombs and or fuel caught fire captured the attention of the townspeople in Woodstock and they launched a rescue effort immediately. After several hours of trudging through the snow into the wilderness, the townspeople encountered the first of the survivors. In all, the local residents extracted four men from the snowy woods, all with significant injuries. Raymond Lawrence of Worcester, Mass, and Noah Phillips of Fayetteville, Arkansas, did not survive. 
I know you like to study World War II, Bridget, and have read a bunch of books about it. Besides, Pearl Harbor, it always seemed like it was so far away. Even Pearl Harbor is so far away from the mainland U.S. Yeah, you don't really think about it being on the coast of where we live. It is an interesting story. If you want to learn more about it, there's a great book I read about it, The Night the Bomber Crashed by Floyd W. Ramsey. And if you find yourself in the area and want to take a trek up to the site, we have linked directions to it on our website and www.lfhne.com. We have one more story from the area we want to share with you. This one we just found about as well. Super weird that mom and dad have been going up there for like 20 years and didn't know about any of this. This one creeps me out. So apparently, up the road from our condo was a site of a famous alien abduction. Now, whether you believe in aliens making contact with us earthlings or not, just sit back. It's a good story. And even funnier is that it is memorialized on the side of a gas station. There's an actual historical marker, too. Like, the government doesn't admit there were aliens, but they commemorate this with the historical marker. That's super weird. But anyways, in 1961, Betty and Barney Hill... Those are super old-timey names. Wait, aren't those Flintstones characters? Oh my god, yes! How do you think the Rebels were named after the Hills? Anywho, Betty and Barney were driving up Route 3 in Lincoln, New Hampshire near the Indian Head Resort. Side note, there's an awesome water park up right around there. It's called Whale's Tail. It's seriously so much fun. We love that place. Absolutely love that place. We are really scattered today. Focus. So, Betty and Barney, I love saying those names, were driving home to Portsmouth, New Hampshire when they say they were abducted by Here's the account of events from History.com. Is it chasing us? That thought coursed through Betty and Barney Hill's minds as they drove through the empty winding country road in New Hampshire White Mountains. It was a September night in 1961. They hadn't seen a car for miles, and a strange light seemed to follow them. When they finally got home to Portsmouth at dawn, they were far from relieved. They felt dirty. Their watches stopped working. Barney's shoes were strangely scuffed and Betty's dress was ripped. There were two hours of the drive that neither one of them could remember. What had happened? With the help of a psychiatrist, the quiet couple eventually revealed a startling story. Gray beings with large eyes had walked them into a metallic disc as wide, Betty said, as her house was long. Once inside, the beings examined the couple and erased their memories. Their experience would kick off an Air Force inquiry, part of the secretive initiative Project Blue Book that investigated UFO sightings across the country. The incident would also become the first ever the incident would also become the first ever widely publicized alien abduction account and shaped how stories like it were told and understood from then on. Debate continues as to whether the husband and wife were liars fantasists, crackpots, or simply sleep-deprived people who later recovered seriously scrambled memories. Head to our website to see pictures of the area, the sign commemorative the event, and alien abduction gas station.
Do you have a comment on a story we've told? Have your own story to share? Or just want to say hi? Email us at contact at lfhne.com or send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. Join us next week when we head back to Rhode Island and share some of the ghostly tales of Newport, Rhode Island. It was a playground of the rich and famous, and there were quite a few who have never left. Have a great week, and remember, history is fun and sometimes a little spooky. We were talking. Oh, I botched that. B8 bomber. No, it's B18 bomber. I know. I can read. With the help of a sick psychiatrist. <laughs> It was a playground of the rich and famous, the rich and flameless.